You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Park Fire Podcast. I'm Michael from Arizona, and with me today is... Shannon G and Mesa AZ. Yeah, we're missing a couple guys today, but uh, it's alright. Uh, it's one of those weeks where everybody's kind of trying to... I know, right? <laughs> everybody's trying to get everything uh, taken care of. But um, yeah, we uh, just got back from Best in the West, the Jet Rally out in California. And uh, so uh, that was just, uh, last weekend. Yeah, it was kind of sad, but um, but uh, it was a great time. We um, you know we were able to kind of get out there, and so I think for this episode we'll uh, we'll chit chat a little bit about it. Um, if you uh, are a YouTube guy, or if you're on our website, you can go to um, parkfirepodcast at gmail or parkfirepodcast.com, or you can go to our YouTube channel. There is a photo of my sparrow. And uh, we're going to use that as the as the main photo for um, for our podcast. Uh, but anyway, you'll have to go look at it because when we get to that part of the story, we'll uh, we'll talk about that. But uh, <laughs> is, is it a laden or an unladen sparrow? Uh, it is uh, African. Well, yeah. What are they? It's a laden swallow. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> a nice uh, reference there. Well, uh, so to bring everybody up to speed, um, we decided, Barry Hendricks and I decided that uh, we were going to head out there and we took some time off. And uh, I actually lucked out. I, I got to uh, trade out uh, some work and uh, wound up with the whole week off. And uh, that worked out in my favor. And so we actually left a little early. Normally we leave out on Thursday and then we just fly, you know, we get there late Thursday and then we do Friday, Saturday and come home on Sunday. So we only do like a two day event. This particular time, we got there on Tuesday. So we were able to kind of set up with uh, everybody and uh, our friends, John and Charlotte, they have a, a little group and we were able to kind of, you know, pull the motorhome in with them and get everything kind of settled. And And then we had a fairly decent spot. Uh, it was in kind of the back, but, uh, you know, Barry had gotten us a tent and we were able to kind of park the trailer right in the back of the tent and unload. And so I basically took... Let's see, I took my um, Sparrow, which was uh, from Best in the West two years ago. That's where I got that one. Uh, but it's now done. And then I took my L39, the Baja Hobbies L39, uh, both of which needed uh, some attention. And because I was working before, I didn't get to kind of put that into place. So those came out of the trailer. Barry brought three aircraft. He bought he brought his little foam aerofoam L thirty nine, which is similar to what you have. He just yep. has the turbine version. Mm -hmm. And then he brought uh, his Havoc, the big Havoc. And then he bought um, he, or he brought the BDXS, which is the newest. Um, the newest version in the turbine world is this BDX. Okay. So it's basically a BDJ. Have you seen one of those? A little yeah. bullet, silver bullet. Mm -hmm. Well, they took that design, the tail section of that, and then they stretched it all out. Okay. And they moved the wings forward and made it more of a swept wing. So the thing flies like its own rails. It, it's They made a small version and then a bigger version. The big version is amazing. It's very floaty. It's uh, It's kind of a sport jet. 
Um, but it, it flies real well. And Barry got one that's in the voodoo paint job. So it's oh, green sweet. and purple and, you know, checkerboard. So yep. it looks like the voodoo uh, from, from Reno. And uh, anyway, he, so he brought all those and uh, we unloaded everything, got our tent all set up. And, and then uh, basically <clears throat> he's uh, started taking photos. So he was the official photographer for best in the West as well. Hmm. So he had all his uh, camera gear and everything there and some GoPro video, which I'm hoping to get, some a little bit of it from him and we can kind of splice it in but yeah, nice. uh, but he did a good job you know taking photos and getting pictures of all my planes and everybody else's planes he's been sending them to me all week so it's kind of cool to, yeah he sent me a few so i get to see quite a bit of what's going on yeah yeah it's fun but uh you know it was set up the uh the venue is pretty much the same everybody you know kind of comes in it's at button willow uh hills or actually it's in elk hills uh airport which is in button willow uh, the airport's just a daytime use, um, but they let us go out there and use it. Uh, it's like 3,800 feet, so it's a huge runway. And mm. they just, re- they didn't resurface it, but they blacktopped it. Okay. So they, they filled in some of the cracks and then they, you know, put the new blacktop on top of it. Yeah. And they put new stripes on it. So it, it looked fresh, although it still had, you know, kind of those cracks when they fill that in and stuff. It, now, does anybody fly in while you're there or is it closed while you're the events going on? Or how so normally it's closed. Um, Barry had asked that same question, you know, he's like, Hey, can we fly an airplane in here? Cause you know, it's better than driving nine hours. And, and they, uh, the way I think that was going to work is he's going to make me drive and he was going to fly in. But anyway, uh, they did have someone this year that flew a little, um, American champion scout and he landed on the runway. Uh, but he came in really early in the morning and he, you know, they park, you just park you right on the side of the runway there. So you just kind of push your airplane yeah. back. Um, I don't necessarily know. I mean, I don't know. This was kind of the first time we've seen that. So maybe in the coming years, people will start bringing their real skill out there, but there's no tie downs or anything. Oh. And sometimes the wind gets a little whippy out there. So I think if you brought anything that was lightweight, you know, you'd have to, kind of park it in the grass or, you know, do something to that matter. So I, I'm not real sure, you know, if that's, if that's a viable solution or those, anything, but those screw in you know. like those auger tie downs, you can do something like that. Yeah, they could, they could probably do that. Uh, there's a little grassy area, but um, you know, the hard part is that where you would normally tie the airplanes down is where everybody's parked and the yeah. tents are. So, <laughs> you know, well, I mean, if I wanted to bring like my De Havilland caribou, I mean, we could set up in, in the caribou and, you know, have the car and that's true. Know, a couple, couple cars, a couple airplanes, yeah. you know, just, that's what I was thinking for next time. Yeah, you know? no, no, we could get it. Yeah. <laughs> that would be perfect. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, we, uh, we got the, the tent set up and then, um, you know, got everything ready and, and my Sparrow needed, um, some, some readjustment in the demon cortex and then it needed, uh, um, the, the steering mechanism changed because my steering was acting in the same direction as the steering and it's a servo. I mean, it's a gyro, so it should act opposite. Right. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't figure out how to get it into pro mode. I've been working on that thing here, you know, trying to get ready for this for the last two months. And that thing was just giving me fits because you have to go back and forth, back and forth and, you know, get this thing to go into a program mode and then you have to switch it, the modes. I could not get it into the programming mode. It just would not do it for me. And uh, anyway, so the Global Jet Club, uh, Global Jet Club guys were there. 
And so finally on Thursday afternoon, after we all got set up, I walked over and I said, Hey, I got a problem with this thing. And the guy goes, I'll be there in two seconds. And I was like, Oh, perfect. He's going to help me out. So he walked over. He's like, where's the radio? I said, it's right here. He goes, bleak, 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 ding, 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 done. Took him literally like 30 seconds. I was just standing there. I go, dude, I have been, (laughs) I've been messing with this thing for three months now. And he goes, yeah, you just have to wait till it gets finished. Uh, spooling up and then you know then you go into the program mode so what i was doing is is when it powered up i was trying to go back and forth back and forth and it wasn't through the sequence yet oh okay so you have to let it go through the sequence because it says in the directions you have to do it within one minute of it turning on so i would think okay if you have to do it within one minute as soon as it comes on you do it but that's not necessarily the case you have to wait five seconds for the lights to go out and then then you start the process gotcha and then it and then once you do it it gets in program mode he clicked the button and boom it was done so it took about 30 seconds for him to get that ready to go and then we ran the demon and found out that uh, one of the uh servos was acting opposite you know so like when this one went up this one went down and uh, that was just a matter of relearning the whole thing you know because some somewhere in there it got disconnected or it wasn't connected when we did it so so that was ready it was ready for uh, maiden flight and um we uh, got everything ready, took it out to the flight line, and we flew it. Uh, Barry did the maiden on it, and because um, I told him, you know, if he wanted to, he could. Uh, touched down, and it went about 2,000 feet down the runway because we hammered the brakes, and <laughs> it kept on going. Oh. Yeah, so it was going, Barry flew it, and he touched down way faster, you know, because he's kind of, we're trying to figure it out. You know, we knew this was a fast swept-wing airplane, and he came in, and and uh, we touched down, and that thing just did not slow. There was, like, zero brakes on it. And uh, so, anyway, now we we basically, as it was rolling out, he was trying to do the S-turns, and it just has little tiny gears, so it was just kind of skidding back and forth. It wasn't slowing down. So we just killed the turbine, and then he went kind of slow enough and turned to go off the side into the grass as opposed to going off the end of the runway. And um, so anyway, he and I walked all the way down there and, you know, we're like, holy smokes. And luckily nobody was flying, right? Because it was kind of later in the day. And actually it was in the in the morning. And so we fired it up and then, you know, we taxied back and, and I, I was kind of troubled some. So we did some taxi tests with it and, and decided that the brakes were not really that strong. Hmm. So once again, I went back to the tent, you know, and was like, hey, what do I do with this? And uh, they're like, oh, well, lucky for you, uh, the only voltage that that because I run an AG68. I said the only voltage that goes into the AG68 from the battery is to the brakes. So just up up the voltage. Okay. So I was using a two cell and they said, just stick a three cell on there. And I go, you do realize that this says up to 8.4 volts, right? From six volts to eight volts and not 11, (laughs) you know? So if I put a three cell on there and this thing burns up, what happens? He goes, just come to me. I'll give you a new one. I was like, fair enough. So I'm going to go try it. So we went and put a three cell on it. Uh, Evidently all the other items in there, the gear and the, you know, the doors and all that stuff that's sequenced through that uh, is all done off of receiver voltage. So you don't have to worry about it. Just the brakes are what you plug in. And uh, so anyway, we went and flew it. And um, this particular time, you know, Barry was like, "Yeah, oh, actually, we flew it one more time with the, because we upped the rates on the brakes. We thought that would help, and it didn't help. 
but this time we slowed it way down. It didn't go as far. Still went down the runway, but then I upped voltage. I went and flew it this time. Came in, touched down, stopped like a charm. Ah. So that did, that did the trick. So that was uh, Barry flew it twice. I flew it once, and uh, and then you know I fueled it up, and I said, okay, let's go try it again. And so we we ran back out there, and and uh, now it was like you know okay, this is starting to get comfortable. Uh, so I flew it, you know, two or three more times. And then I got to where I was like, okay, this is rocket. I, I really like the airplane. Uh, it's super fast and it looks good in the air and it responds really well. It flies like it's on rails. Um, it's a um, super, super fun airplane. Awesome. Um, yeah. So we were pretty excited. It looks really good in the air. Uh, he got some great, uh, great photos and uh, they, they look really good. Um, maybe I can send them over to you to post on our our facebook page sure. gotcha. uh and then uh yeah and then um in the meantime i was able to uh the l39 i you know i got the new ix20 radio so the last time i was flying that or i've been flying it on my bx18 so i haven't switched it over to the ix20 so we needed to switch it to the ix20 so we did all that and then barry wanted to go take it for a run so i let him go out and you know fly it so he flew it with the new ix radio and then i flew that thing you know half a dozen times um wound up having a gear issue something got out of sequence and the gear wouldn't uh go up hmm. so uh, but that wasn't that wasn't on saturday i think so that was pretty much the last day so the gear didn't go up and you know we tried to recycle it and then i just basically was like all right you know something's wrong with it we came down landed and then you know we took it back uh, I, I pulled the wings off, messed around with it, got the gear to start going up and down again. I think it was just a pin was loose or something. And then went back out and flew it, and uh, it flew fine. And, um, yeah, came back in, landed, fueled it back up. The last flight, gear didn't come down, or gear didn't come up again. And I was like, dang it. So I was pretty much, you know, I, I think there's something loose in the wire that goes mm. from the receiver to the, to the gear because the gear – uh, is got a direct line to the wing. And then when you plug it in this part over on the wing side, you can just put wires to it and the gear works fine. So I have to, I didn't have a multimeter to test it in the field. So I wasn't able gotcha. to do that. But, uh, we, we, so I, I went ahead and, you know, disassembled that one and we were getting ready to go. We, we knew we were coming back on, you know, on Sunday. And so Saturday afternoon, I was pretty much done with the L39 and it flew great. Uh, Peter from Baja Hobbies was there. He said, wow, this plane looks great. You know, he was really impressed with all the weathering and everything. So he thought that it looked really nice. Uh, Barry got some great photos of it too. And then, uh, then we jumped back on the Sparrow and took it out one last time. And so this is kind of the, <clears throat> you know, kind of that back to the photo portion. And so I told Barry, I said, okay, I'm feeling more comfortable with this airplane. And I got a turn to go up where everybody was kind of gone. So it was just me flying. Uh, it's just the timing thing. Cause most of the time the, everybody's lining up on their mm -hmm. turbines and then, you know, they're all going out and then everybody flies together and then you start, you know, everybody's lined up again and they get their turbine going. I walked up at the very last and everybody's got their stuff going. I had to run back to the pits to grab something. And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, so I decided, oh, you know, I'm going to go fly it this time. And I, I told Barry, I said, hey, I want some photos. And he said, yeah, okay. So he's on, you know, he's got the photography stuff going. And I fired up and I went out 
and um, they held me for a little bit. And then I took off and man, I was rocking and rolling. I was doing vertical rolls up and, you know, Cubans and a couple of low passes to kind of get used to it, the whole thing. And uh, I had it on for, I had my timer set for like seven minutes. Right. And so um, it said you had two minutes remaining and I always give myself a chance to go around. So I thought, okay, this is going to, I'm going to come around and then I'm just going to, uh, you know, come in and land. We're going to size, I'm going to see if I can slow it down a little bit more. And that's kind of what I was practicing doing. You know, I wanted to kind of slow it down. And a couple of times before I had slowed down and then gone around just to try and see if I could keep it slow. This time I came whipping around, lined up on final. And while I was looking down at the airplane coming down, there was a big white smoke came out the back. And I was like, oh, dude, what was that? You know, you could see yeah. it. It was kind of like streaming out. Poo. And I thought, oh, that's not good. So I, no go around for me. You know, I just touched down. I turned off. And as I left the runway, the turbine quit. Yeah, and I gas, huh? ran out of gas. <laughs> oh, and you got lucky. So... Yes, I got really lucky. So the the gas, I mean, the UAT was empty. The tank was, there was not one part of fumes. I was literally in gas. And so Barry asked me, he goes, did you feel this thing? And I was like, dude, I could have sworn I feel it. Because when I get done flying, I refuel it for the next flight. Right. And he goes, I don't think you fueled it. And I go, well, I was more aggressive with it this time. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. I was like, well, I was really, I was open throttle back and forth, back and forth. And he's like, yeah. He goes, I saw it flame out uh, on final. That's what that white smoke was, is that it flamed out. And then it has a restart sequence. So it started, you know, it was trying to restart as I was landing. And it got started when I did the flare because all the fuel, the whatever remaining fuel went in the back. And then when I touched down, turned off, it went and rolled toward again and it flamed out. So we went back and I fueled it. We, we, move the uh, timer to five minutes and 30 seconds instead of seven minutes. And he said, okay, fly it like, you know, we're going to go back out, fly it like you did before. And we're going to see, you know, if we land with how much fuel we land. So because I had done some low passes and stuff and now I've gotten more comfortable with it then this time I went out there and I just was like, you know, hammering on the throttle. So I was going up and going down and, once again, I got lucky and I went out there with nobody flying. They were waiting, actually, at this particular case, they were waiting for all of the comp ARF team to get together so they could all fly together. So it worked out that I went out right as they were getting started. And so as I was finishing, they were all taxiing out. So there were four of those pilots all coming out with their rebels and I was finishing up. So I, I was doing you know, these low passes. And so all of the rebels took off and I'm, I'm coming through and I told Barry's over there taking photos. And I told him, I said, Hey, you know, I'm going to come by in a real low pass and I want to be below all these rebels as they're up doing 3d stuff with the rebels. So I came down and I basically went down the, they're not supposed to go down the runway. You're supposed to go like right off the grass, kind of like at, at the electric festival, oh, do your low pass stuff on the outer edge. Yeah. And so, you know, it's a bigger runway. And, and so I come ripping down there and, you know, I, I kind of went, kind of flew down and leveled off. And then I just, I did a full throttle. That thing has to be doing well into the 190 miles an hour. And it goes by us and, you know, I pitch up and I roll it out. 
come back around and uh i was like okay the comp arf guys are all over the sky they're all doing 3d stuff and you know whipping around and i'm like okay i'm out because i've already flown i had about a minute left and i thought okay i don't want to run out of gas so i come down and in the meantime as i'm getting set up i hear barry running over there and barry goes dude you were in the weeds and i'm like yes i know because i came down and and you know he goes no you were literally in the weeds and i'm like yeah yeah i I, that was the whole point of the low pass he's like "Uh uh-huh so i touch down turn off shut the turbine down by the way i have plenty of gas (laughs) i have over half tanks so obviously i didn't fuel when i get there so i was incredibly lucky uh and he points the camera at me and i i look through the, the the actual viewfinder and my airplane is lower than the weeds. And you were in the weeds. I was literally went through this big you patch of weeds. weeds. I was one with the weeds. And I was just looking at the picture and I'm like, holy cow. And he's like, yeah, dude, look at your airplane. And I turn around and the whole leading edge is all green from the weeds. Where <laughs> I was whacking it. There's weeds up on the nose where they, you know, cause it's like the little, um, I don't know. It's a desert flower or yeah. whatever it is. And so it was all on the nose. It was on the wings. It was on the tail. And if you look at this, if you look at this picture, uh, by the way, the picture is going to be in, um, jet international. So hopefully that'll be published, but, uh, I'm literally, if my landing gear would have been down, I would have been rolling down the runway. Oh wow! That's how that's, that's how, how low I was. I was Jeez. I was probably a good four to six inches off the ground. Now I did not. It's old man perception. I didn't really think I was that low because yeah. I was really moving. But he's like, "Yeah, dude, you came in," and I was like, "Whoa!" Because he's taking pictures, yeah. and he was like, "Holy smokes!" You kind of swooped down and leveled off. You were really low, and I was like, "Oh, that could have been devastating." So anyway, I had a blast. I decided that luck was with me and I did not destroy my airplane. And that was the last flight on Saturday. So I went ahead and put it in the trailer and said, it's good to know. But I did have to spend about 20 minutes cleaning all of the bugs smashing, (laughs) you know, all the weeds smashed off of it. So, so it, uh, so anyway, uh, the only other thing that happened, uh, well, it was a big thing that happened was, uh, Barry's havoc. Poor guy. I felt so bad. He flew, um, the, the BDX was great. That thing was really ripping around. It's super fast and it flies like it's on rails. Uh, but he's, he was flying the havoc pretty regular and he's got the big havoc, the big, you know, super size one. And it's in the Navy scheme with the sunburst tail. Mm-hmm. Sundowners, sundowners, yeah. Sun. Yeah. 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 And, uh, anyway, he, uh, he went out, he had been flying it all after all morning. And this was Saturday, I guess, uh, Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon. And, um, I had just finished flying and he's like, Hey, I'm going to fly the havoc. And I think this may have been why I didn't fuel it. Cause he wanted to go right away. And so I pushed my airplane off to the side and then I ran back over to grab him and it, in hindsight, I think that was what caused me not, you know, then I was like, oh, let's go fly. And I, yeah. I just pushed it back out, thinking that I always fuel it. And, and this was something different. So we went back over and he started his airplane and it did a cold start. It never fired off. So I just sat there spinning. And, um, you know, we were kind of, I was looking at him. I was like, well, this, that thing didn't fire off. And he had already put the lid and everything on it. 
And he's like, yeah, it did. And I said, no, that's the guy behind us. Yours is still turning. And so he stuck his hand back there, you know, cause you can put your hand behind there. There's no, no, there's air, but it's not hot air. Right. So he shuts it down and we look at it and he's like, wow, that's weird. It doesn't look like there's, it, you know, it didn't start. And so he tried it again. Uh, just let, you know, did a cooling thing and then tried it. It didn't start uh, the second time. And so he tried one more time and it, it just, it just hung, right? It just was in there, just like never got to the, you could hear the igniters, but it just, it felt like it never ignited it, no fuel. So it never got out of the fuel ramp up stage. Mm -hmm. So he runs, he's like, okay, crap. You know, he runs back to the, um, the trailer and he grabs his little ECU and he comes running back, he plugs it in. He's like, I think it's a temperature thing, right? Cause it's, it was a hundred and something degrees out there. And so he changed the temperature, uh, ambient temperature setting on the um on the ecu and he fired it back up and sure enough you could hear it turning and then you know you heard it kind of catch and it started you know ramping up and he's trying to get out there because they've been telling him you know hey you know you either need to move and let someone in or you need to go and so you know we had this pressure of us you know going and so he slapped the lid on it now on the on the the big havocs and some of the other airplanes when you put the the canopy, the canopy covers like the whole top part of the airplane. Mm -hmm. And so in order to keep that in there, you have a screw that goes down in the front. So he screwed the screw down and then he runs around to the back to push it out. And when he did, uh, one of the guys started yelling, Hey, you know, you got flames. And he's like, what? And he grabs the tail of the havoc to push it. And he sees flames coming out. <laughs> so, uh, you know, there's flames coming out of his tailpipe and he, he kind of blew it, you know, so he bends over and he goes <laughs> like, he's going to blow out this candle. <laughs> and, 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 and we're like, dude, there's a fire extinguisher sitting right next to you. Well, he picked the fire extinguisher up. And by the time he spun back around the fire inside that uh, havoc was so intense that the whole back section melted oh. and just <laughs> fell off the back. <laughs> It just crumpled. Pictures. Yeah, I was like, wow. Yeah, and so everybody, he's spraying it in this little crack that happened, you know, where uh -huh. it pulled the fuselage apart, and he's trying to get it in there, and he's spraying it up the tailpipe. And uh, he's everybody's like, get the, the lid off, you know, get the canopy off. And so he runs around, and I grabbed a fire extinguisher, and I'm kind of trying to get it down in there, and you can see the flames lapping out. And he opened that that lid, and it was like um, it was like opening a barbecue pit, you know, it was just like instant black, acrid smoke, oh. just billows everywhere and, and i hit the the turbine looked like it was on fire so i hit the turbine with the um you know with the fire steam sure but yeah. the turbine was still running the turbine was going yeah and so but everything was in there and i looked down and all of the wires to the receiver um were melted oh and so uh i asked barry i was like holy smoke did it get that hot and then i realized what happened so the there was on those three hot starts, when I looked down in there, I could see my reflection. There was that much fuel in the belly of this oh. thing. And when it fired up, it caught that fuel on fire. And as the fire raged through there, it burned the silicone off of all of the elevator, rudder, you know, all those wires back there. And so you've got bare wires with all of this electricity oh. and it fused those three wires together. And when it fused the three wires together, it just ran right up the wire loom 
all the way into the demon. The the demon wire loom was all melted together. It was all one like one big piece. Yeah. Now. Oh man. And um, so it was pretty devastating. Uh, everybody kind of came running over there, and uh, you know we'll try to put I'm sure. He probably doesn't want us to post a picture, but we'll try to get a picture out. And, yeah. But it devastated. Uh, so he was able to pull the back end. We kind of went back to the pits Saturday afternoon because I was done. At, you know, it happened right before I did my low pass. Yeah. And uh, and so we decided we're pretty much done for the day. He flew the BDX a couple more times. Um, and then, you know, we called it, called it an evening. So gotcha. We uh, had a banquet that night. Everybody got uh, actually – um, Barry got an award for all the great photos that he took. Okay. So he took some really okay. fabulous photos. So he's still, he took over 25,000 photos that weekend. Wow. That's... Yeah. So some of them are just sky, but some of yeah. them are really, really good. I've yeah. seen some and, and, um, we lost about, mm, you know, Don Corum at all. Name sounds familiar. You know Don? Yeah. He's got that, he's got that custom Panther. Yeah. That, like that one of a kind mm-hmm. Panther. Yeah, that went in. It did. Yeah, because that was at sure that was did. at the at the thing up at, at SVF. The jet, yeah. Oh, yeah, yes, that is oh. correct. He brought that out, put it together. Yeah, he uh, his he did similar to me, and the fact that uh, he, Barry wanted some photos of his, and so he came down really low and really slow, and when he went to go put the throttle to it, I guess the ins it's got a two pipe system, and mm-hmm. one of the inside or outside is carbon fiber. And the carbon fiber uh, section blew out the back. Mm. So when he went full throttle, that carbon fiber just shot out the back like a cannon. And now it's just open flame in there. And it did the same thing that oh. Barry's did. It burned the two servo wires going to the elevators, and it just pitched over and went right in the ground. Because oh, that was like it, one of one, it created, wasn't it? Like that. that was a one of a kind. Yeah. Yep, the only kind. So he lost that one. And then uh, Barry Howe, the guy that owns King Tech, he had a beautiful, huge one-sixth scale F-35. Yep. And that thing, he was maidening it, and we were standing there for the maiden, and and we were actually on the flight line because Barry was flying. And uh, and so we we went out there. Barry landed because they called, hey, we've got a problem with the F-35. And so he was trying to get it. It wasn't responding. Something wasn't right. And they threw the gear out and they went to go turn base to final and lost it, had no control. And that thing went into big fireball on that too, because it was still full of gas. Yeah. I mean, I was, you know, literally two times around and something was wrong. Yeah. And there was was a midair with our friend Victor. There was a midair with Victor. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, he had an F-86, and it met uh, met up. And and this is one of those weird things. You could fly all day without hitting each other. With, you know, you could try to hit each other yeah. and never hit each other. Yeah. And Victor was at the farthest end. I mean, he literally was staying out of everybody's way and was coming, you know, turning base and then coming final, and he was going to, you know, come down the final, and a guy turned in and hit him. And so – his airplane is literally at the end of the runway. Yeah. And uh, we actually rode our bikes down there and looked at it because there's just, you know, parts everywhere. Yeah. But it burned both. They married, and when they hit together, and it burned both of them oh. up. So it was very unfortunate. Um, and then Saturday afternoon, Barry Howe put his 1.6 F-16 in as well. The same thing. He either nice. ran out of gas or something something happened. 
Yep. And it went in. It happened to anybody, even, even the guys with the big bucks. and the Yeah, planes. it does. It happens, yeah. uh, unfortunately. But that that was about it. Um, you know, we, we lucked out. Other than Barry's little incident, we came home. Um, most of our airplanes flew great. You know, and we all, we all understand that in RC world, everything has an expiration date. Mm-hmm. So uh, we do know that it's coming. But, but uh, it was a great weekend. And, uh, you know, we'll try to get some photos out. But... Uh, it's yeah, been, it was it was a fun time. I mean, to go to the thing for years and years. You know, you know, there's a lot of the guys I know, James and Ralph, and of course mm-hmm. you guys. Yep, they were all there. Yeah, yeah. Victor, and oh, gotta go. So hopefully next well, year you'll definitely have to come out with us. Yeah, yeah oh, we're yeah. gonna we're definitely gonna do it again. So uh, it's um, it's definitely fun. And John and Charlotte put on great uh, appetizer dinners kind of thing for us. It, it was really really yeah. nice, and uh, and everybody had a great time. Awesome. So it was uh, it was fun. Uh, words bank it was great uh, i didn't wind up coming home with anything there wasn't really oh i take that back bvm was there so i brought a bunch of bvm you know epoxy and gotcha. some tanks and that kind of thing home but yeah. i didn't bring any airplanes so well I that's a good thing probably yeah. out. <laughs> it is a good thing because there was there were three of them and i bid on three but i just got to the point where i wasn't willing to go over a number you know I was yeah. like, okay that's I, i've brought this much and if it goes over that it just wasn't meant to be right so um, but anyway, next in line is, uh, is the electric festival coming up, but this, I guess you competed in the, uh, in the scale masters, um, last weekend. Yeah. Um, just this last weekend. We'll, uh, I guess we'll talk about next time, won't we? Yeah. We're kind of out of time, yeah. but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk we'll, about that. We'll leave it on a cliffhanger. There you go. Uh, and the other thing too, if you're on our YouTube channel, you can see the big Cessna in the back that, uh, now that best in the West is over, I, uh, have started, uh, looking into that one <laughs> and so hopefully uh, yep. i'll have that ready for uh the electric yep. festival in we'll february a little so. uh, powwow to get together and work on that so yes yeah i'm definitely gonna have you over and uh, we'll have to do that so all right excellent well we are out of time but thank you for joining us uh, for our best in the west review uh listen to all of our stories uh, i feel like i told the whole story but uh, i guess that's how it goes Uh, Hopefully next week, uh, or actually in two weeks, we'll have uh, Jay back with us, and uh, we'll see where AK Mike is. He's uh, been doing some stuff this summer. But uh, Shannon, thank you so much. Uh, Oh, appreciate glad to be here and uh, as as well. Add a little, add a little color to it. Yeah, we will. All right, perfect. Uh, So we're excited to hear about your, um, you know, how you did, and uh, we'll cover that next time. But for now, I'm Michael in Arizona. Shannon G and Mesa AZ. And from the two of us uh, here in Arizona, we'll uh, see you in two weeks. You have been listening to the Park Flyer Podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to your next visit. Please give our show a star rating and review, and feel free to email us your questions, topics, or suggestions to Park Flyer Podcast at gmail.com.